Welcome to the first episode of Inspired Action Life Podcast, where we're going to talk about identifying and living your most aligned and highest purpose-filled life. So welcome everyone, and I hope that this topic alone will resonate with you as I know it resonated with me, which is why I'm doing this podcast in the first place. And I thought I would begin with telling you a little bit about my story and my journey on living what I would call below the line and bringing my life a little bit more aligned and above the line and more intentional living. So I'm going to ultimately name the this particular episode, Change Nothing and Nothing Changes. You know, when you are just going through the motions of your life and the different stages you live in your life where you start out as, you know, obviously a child and then you go through your teenage years and then all the decisions start to become like, oh, am I going to college? Well, where am I going to college? And what am I going to study in college? And you're trying to figure out what it is that you want to do for the rest of your life when you're like, what, 15, 16 years old, like most of us don't really know what we want to do when we're 15 and 16, but we take a pretty good guess at it. But actually, there are a few people who really do know they were just born with that intuition and that drive and that alignment when they were really young and they're the fortunate ones but they're also the rare ones so we are forced to make these decisions at a fairly early age when we don't even know who we are or what we actually are good at or what we like but we nonetheless make those decisions and not to oversimplify but We make the decisions. Yes, we're going to college or no, we're not going to college. Here's what we're studying. And I did all of that. I chose my profession, which I still enjoy, but it's more than just what you do. Your life is more than just what you do or where you get your paycheck from. It's broader than that. It's bigger than that. It's fuller than that. So anyway, mine was public relations. So that was my degree. That's what I chose to do. And that was great. Everything is great. Then, of course, the next decision is, well, what am I doing after college? Where am I going to live? Where am I going to work? Uh, Am I going to be looking to put roots down something somewhere, I guess, I mean? (laughs) And am I going to have a mate? Or am I going to be doing this alone for a while? Or all of those decisions, those transitions in life. You know, we all have them. We all go through them. So my particular story was, yes, I graduated. Yes, shortly after I did meet somebody that I decided that he would be a good pick for me to um, live the rest of my life with and to maybe have a family. So as the typical story goes, I did meet somebody after college and we did get married. And we did shortly after we got married, within a year and a half or so, start a family. All of this, great, no complaints. Everything was great. And everything is still great on that particular end of things. 
But somewhere along the line in that time in my life, I was very happy. But you know what? I didn't actually, how do I say it? I, I didn't know exactly who I was or what I was because I became part of a unit at that point, right? So I easily just sort of deferred to everything that maybe my husband wanted instead of what did I actually want? So he wanted to start a family right out of the gate. And you know what? I was pretty hesitant about that. Um, But being the people pleaser that I am, and we will talk a lot about that in a later episode. Let me just tell you, that played a lot into how I arrived at where I did when I discovered like, oh my gosh, my life is really not exactly what I thought it was going to be. Anyway, I digress. So, I defer to everything that he liked to do and what his decisions were. So he wanted to start a family. And I thought, well, I guess this is as good a time as any, you know, as any, I guess. So I did that. And it worked out great. We had our first son after we were married for two years. And then shortly after that, I loved being a mom so much that I was ready to have another child because I thought I would like my siblings to be close, um, my kids to be close as siblings, I, I meant to say. And so two years after my first son was born, we went through it again and did that. And then another three years went and we had my daughter. So that was three kids. At one point in time, I thought it was remarkable that I had three kids, four years old and under, two of them still in diapers. Talk about crazy. That was crazy. Crazy in a good way, but still crazy. So I loved it. I loved everything about it. It was really fun. Um, I 100% was built for motherhood. In every possible way, I was built for motherhood. I was. Um, I enjoyed it. I still enjoy it. I still love being with them. I love doing family things. I loved um, family vacations. I love doing everyday stuff with them. Like, oh, hey, it's a great day. Let's go to the zoo. Let's go swimming. Let's go for a play date with friends. Um, All of that. You know, I, I would always seek out fun opportunities to spend time with my kids. And I really never, but here's the key. Here is the key. I really kind of forgot that myself as the person, what and who was I personally? And what did I like to do? Because remember, as I mentioned before, I became everything that my husband liked. We did everything that he liked because he has a stronger sense of himself. He had a stronger personality and, and 
had a real determined and focused sense of what he liked, what he didn't like, what he wanted to do, what he didn't want to do. And he was always true to himself. And of course, he has tons of hobbies too. So he has really never gone through an identity crisis, so to speak. And so what I began to notice was, huh, I really don't have any hobbies. And I remember he used to remark to me things like, well, you ought to get a hobby and you ought to do things that, you know, like kind of how I do. He has all these various things that he likes to do. And and I was just never that person because my hobby was my kids. And that's what it was. That worked out just fine for me. I never felt unfulfilled at all, honestly. Then there was a few times where some opportunities found me to jump back into the uh, corporate world or the professional world to kind of dip my toe back into that other side of me that was the professional side, that side that always kind of behind the scenes wanted and needed validation on my other skill set that didn't have anything to do with being mom or mothering, but it was more of a writer, a great communicator, a professional, a relationship builder, a connector, things that I thought I could make a living from if I would have had to, if my life had gone, you know, another direction. But I jumped back into a couple of those opportunities, and while I really did honestly have a really good setup, I had great bosses. I was so lucky. I always had professional bosses that were also good friends, ultimately. They were friends of mine, and it was a a great situation, but there was still something inside of me that was like, this just doesn't feel good. This doesn't feel fulfilling. This doesn't feel right. But I didn't know why. I just, gosh, I didn't know why. And it was maddening. Like, why is this so easy for everybody else? But this is like a nightmare for me. So I would resort back to my comfort zone. Nope, I can't do this because for, you know, I would name these list of reasons why this wasn't going to work and why I can't do this anymore. And what, how was I ever going to make this other part of my life a meaningful part of it how was I ever going to connect with it I thought maybe I'm just not meant to work or maybe I'm just not good at what my major was so of course that always played into it and that was always in my mind that I'm just probably not good enough I'm an imposter I had the imposter syndrome like who am I to go in there and be a copywriter for this company and who am I to be the PR director for this company and I would use the excuse like I wanted to go back to my kids and I needed to be with them which technically you know what that wasn't an excuse. That was true. That was very true. But what wasn't true was the lies that I was telling myself in the reasoning why I would run back home, which was, you're not good enough. Always the lies. You're not good enough. Someone's better than you. Well, that may not technically be a lie because there are people who are better than me at any of those areas, actually. But it's not that I wasn't 
good enough to stay there and succeed because I was succeeding. <laughs> but I pulled myself out because I was just trying to hide from everybody and from myself. Of course, I didn't know that back then. I was just thinking, oh, I just need to be with my kids and give everything to them. So that's what I did. You know, I, I made those choices. Do I regret it? Again, I will say a thousand times over. I don't regret that. But what lingered, still lingered in my mind is, why doesn't this translate for me? Why does me working in corporate America just not seem to gel? It just was almost like I would have one weird event happen after the next or one situation where I would have like, I would draw certain scenarios to me where something would go off the rails and it would be a disaster. And I was like, what? Why is this happening? And it was almost like, I don't know. We'll discuss that later um, after I diagnosed what in the heck was happening and why were all of these weird events taking me out, which was, of course, taking my confidence level further, further, further down into the pit of, oh my gosh, you are terrible at everything. I don't even know if you're a good mom. You get in that feedback loop, right? So that's what I was doing. So basically I was running from fear. I was running from the fear of failure and I was running from the fear of success even. (laughs) It's like I would sabotage myself somehow. I was bringing these situations to myself. Again, not knowing or having the wisdom that I have about that situation today, back then when it was happening, I would have stopped it and I would have avoided that feedback loop altogether, but I didn't. So anyway, If we fast forward to just a few years ago where I finally had the lightning bolt hit me of, of, oh my gosh, I have got to make a fundamental change in my life or I am just going to basically disappear off this earth because I didn't know what I was, who I was, what I liked, but I liked what I was doing, but I just knew there was more out there. There had to have been more. And so everyone has their event, right? Everyone has the the one event that just stops them dead in their tracks and makes them reevaluate themselves and reevaluate their lives and try to figure out what have I done all of these years and how did I get here? Well, mine was kind of a small but really big event. And (laughs) I'm sure I hope my husband never listens to this podcast because he gets so mad at me when I talk about this. Um, But it really was horrible, but it was for my good ultimately. So it was uh, my birthday. And Birthdays, as I came to find out, were a bigger deal to me than I thought they were, than I ever thought they were. I really would brush them off like, oh, no big deal if it doesn't, if we don't do much for it, whatever. Well, to make a long story short, he (laughs) had completely forgotten my birthday and on this particular day. And also, not only did he forget my birthday, 
but he had um, put or like arranged a golf outing with some college friends of his on that day. Took the day off work to go golfing with them, not even recognizing that it was my birthday. So, um, yeah, to uh, put it mildly, crushed was not even a big enough word for that. Because, again, I hadn't really um, transformed yet, let's say, at that point. So I was putting all my happiness on somebody else and hoping that they would fill my happiness for me, right? But I hadn't really connected with that message yet. I didn't really know that yet. So anyway, I was profoundly hurt. And when I finally did confront him about the birthday situation, he kind of came back at me like, well, what do you want to do? What, what's something special you want to do? And I, and it was, again, the hurt old version of me was like, well, shouldn't you think of something <laughs> fun to do for me? Because again, I was always the, the follower, not the leader. And I had created that environment, remember? And I had always been the martyr. Oh, I don't need anything. You don't need to do this for me. We'll go wherever you want. I really don't care. And all of these things, which I came to find out were lies, I was telling myself. But at the time, that's what I thought was very valiant about me. is like, oh, who cares? Quit being so picky. You know, that kind of thing. But really, the only person I was hurting by being that way was me. Anyway, I had the conversation about, well, can we please do something to validate my birthday here? And he said something to me that changed my entire life. And again, it's so small and sounds so silly, but it meant everything to me at that point in time. He said, what do you want to do? I don't even know what you like or where you like to go. I have no idea. I don't even think you have any idea. And frankly, it's kind of boring. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't even know what you are, you know, basically, and, and what would make you happy. And there you have it. That absolutely stopped me in my tracks like a lightning bolt from the sky and just just stuck me to the ground where I could not move because as angry and as hurt and crushed as I was hearing those words, I could not deny the truthfulness of those words. And you know what? He didn't necessarily mean it to sound mean, even though I am making him sound bad right now. I don't mean to make him sound bad um, in this scenario because that event was the beginning of the new me, the new journey of my life. Because as I sat there motionless and speechless, saying nothing to him in return just walked upstairs and cried because that was so truthful I hated to even believe it
What did I like? Who was I? Now, not only secretly was I the only one who noticed that about myself, I was now faced with the reality that he and probably other people noticed that about me. I'm boring. He ultimately, basically, in not so many words, said, I'm boring. And, ugh, worthless. Because I'm more of a drain on the energy as opposed to an enhancement of energy. And I could not get my brain around that. I could not process that. And I knew that me telling my friends this story would be absolutely shocking to them because when we go out, I put on the persona of being the loud one, the funny one, the kind of crazy one. That's not really me putting on a persona. That is truly who I was with them, where I was more like the life of the party with them. But at home in my real life, in my real self, with my husband, with my family, I was just the, the basically the thing that you would drag around from place to place. I was just the boring sidekick that didn't offer anything to the relationship or to anything, or at least that's how I was processing it. And that just absolutely blew me away. So that was the beginning for me. So really my story starts there. Not really in the beginning where I was talking about how I got there. It's there that everything changed. And that is the reason that this podcast is happening today and will continue to happen from this day forward. Not only tracking my journey of change and awareness and intentional living and inspired living, but then also noticing, recognizing, and appreciating all the people around me who aligned with their highest self a lot earlier than I did and talking to them about how and why they were just knowing to pursue that that undiscovered part of their life and to pursue it and to live at the highest level because I became very appreciative of those people and aware of them, by the way, of how they were living such different and dynamic lives as opposed to me. And also recognizing that I'm the one who stopped me from living a life like they did. So a change had to happen. It had to happen. And in the next couple podcasts, I will tell you what I did to make those changes and how they have absolutely impacted my life in an unbelievable way where I could never go back to that old self again and where hurtful things can happen to you, but how they are the best things that happen to you. Nothing changes unless something has changed. So that was the schism for me. Something had changed. An awareness, an awakening, if you want to call it, happened to me that 
very night. And I have never been the same since then. And you won't either. When I bring some awareness and attention to your life and tell you how to align with your new journey and with your new path that is beyond anything you could have even believed could happen for you. It is an amazing life. And if I can get on that journey and that path, so can you. So stay tuned for the next episode and let's discover how we're going to have you living your best life. Even by the end of the year, this year, I promise you. Take care, everyone, and I'll see you on the next podcast.